It is 5.30 p.m. here on a Friday at the NASDAQ, and that can only mean one thing. It is time for Options Action. Here's what's on tonight. A new year, a new strategy, how you can protect your profits with stocks sitting at record highs. Plus, the small caps have been sitting out this record run. But one trader says a big breakout is coming. He'll give us the trade. And later, Netflix takes the crown. The stock's surging more than 4,000% over the past decade. But if you think stranger things are afoot, we'll lay out a way to play it. It's time to risk less and make more. Options Action starts right now. Yes, it does. And welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I'm Brian Sullivan. In for Melissa once again. Your traders on the Options Action desk tonight are Mr. Scott Nations, Chief Investment Officer at Nation Shares, Christian Fromhurt, CEO and founder of Tribeca Trade Group, and Tony Zhang, Options Play Chief Strategist and CNBC Contributor. All right, let's get right to it. It was another record day for Wall Street. No big moves in the market, but when you're at a record high, every nudge up is a new record. The Dow and the S&P 500 closing at all-time highs. But if you are worried about things get a little frothy at the top or you've made a lot of money and you just want to protect yourself a bit, have no fear. Because Scott's got a way to cover yourself heading into the new year. Let's get in the money with his protection play for 2020. I mean, Sully, what is not to love? Only the fourth time in the last 30 years the S&P is going to be up 30 percent for the year. That is great. But it's easy to get bogged down in what's driving the broad market. About 80 percent of it are earnings. They're so-so, and interest rates, and they're incredibly low. And right now, the 10-year yield's about 86 basis points below where it was, say, a year ago. And so if you're not paying attention, then you might be bearish. But if you're paying attention, then you're likely to be bullish. That doesn't mean that there aren't reasons to be worried. There are plenty of reasons to be worried. We talked about interest rates. They're actually up about 40 basis points since the middle of uh, the summer. That's one reason. In all of those times that we've seen the S&P up 30%, we've also seen profit-taking in, in Q1 of the next year. That's entirely possible. People are going to put off some selling until they don't have to pay taxes for another year. So that's the potential. And then there's always the opportunity for something else from the president. So while I am bullish, we don't want to be idiot and not, uh, an, idiot, an idiot and not take advantage of the opportunity to hedge ourselves. Now, we could do this one of three ways. We could buy a put... We could buy a put on the S&P, say SPY. The problem with that is while options are relatively cheap, they're absolutely very expensive. They're dollar expensive. So while you could do that, it gets pretty expensive. We could sell a covered call. The problem with selling a covered call for protection is we actually don't get very much protection. And what else could we do? We could buy a put spread on SPY, the S&P ETF. And that is the way to do this, is to buy a put spread in SPY. And the one I want to buy is the February 300, 320 put spread, again in SPY. We get a lot of protection. If we did, did this earlier in the day, and I'm long SPY and I put this trade on, we could do this trade for a total, a total of $2.90. And what are we doing? Let's break this down a little bit. We're actually buying that February 320 strike put in SPY, and we're paying uh, $4.35. We reduced the, the cost of the entire trade by a third by turning it into a spread and selling, selling that uh, 300 strike put 
at $1.45. So we, we've reduced the mm-hmm. cost of the whole thing by a third. How does this work out, though? That means that our max profit is going to be $17.10. Our break-even occurs at three seventeen ten. So we get a lot of protection for not very much money. And Sully, you know that we really measure the efficacy of, of put spreads that we're going to buy by comparing how much we're paying versus the total payoff or how much we're paying versus the width of the spread, we're paying just 15% of the width of the spread. So this is a great way to generate protection. A little rally protection. Christian, Tony, thoughts on Scott's strategy? So I was looking at SPX earlier today, and it was trading 8% above its 200-day moving average, which is a pretty extreme measure. And I think you get a pullback just like you're expecting here in January. And I really like this particular put spread. Normally, I actually would just buy put, but the fact that you're able to collect $1.45 on that $300 put brings in a third of the, the, the long put. I think this makes a lot of sense because of how much premium you're bringing in. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think with, with trading, there's always a lot of uncertainties out there, right? We're always going to have that. Um, and then I always fall back to what we know. Right now, the VIX is a 13, right? So we know that protection right now, puts are really cheap. So I think it makes sense. Um, I think it's a great way for you to kind of stay in the, in the market, as well as, you know, even with the market coming a little bit off the highs today, we, we saw that, uh, you know, S&P is still overbought, according to RSI over Taking 70. advantage of a low vol discount, I guess. All right, Scott, thank you for that. So let's move on to one group that is really not caught up to the market's record run this year. It hasn't done bad, but in this market, eh, check out the IWM. That's one of the bigger small cap ETFs. It's up 24% this year, but still underperforming some of the broader markets. But if you're betting on a small cap surge in the new year, Tony has got a way to play that. Tony. So I really like small caps here because it's underperformed throughout the entire year. But recently in November, it started to break out above that 160 resistance level. We've gotten a breakout on an absolute basis, but we've also started to get a breakout on a relative basis. If we look at a chart of the IWM against the broader market, it's underperformed over the last two years. And it's really started to bottom over the last few months. We've had a a lower continuation of higher lows over the last few months, and I think this is all supportive of small caps moving higher going into 2020. Couple that with the fact that you have a strong economy and an accommodative Fed. I think these are all things. These are all reasons why I want to be long small caps. Now, I don't particularly like going long this particular stock at the current price, right uh, around 166. I actually prefer selling puts here. This is a strategy that I think is very underutilized by most retail investors of selling puts to be able to acquire stocks at a lower price. So I'm looking here to sell the January 164 puts, collecting about a dollar 32. This allows allows me to purchase IWM stock if it's below 164 by the January expiration and my net cost basis on that would be only 162.68 which is the level that that IWM was at right when it broke out above that 160 resistance level and that's where I'd like to be long this stock. Sure. I mean, I think small caps are going to be an interesting tell for 2020, right? We've got a nice rally on our hands. The small caps just started to outperform uh, a little bit the last couple months. And if you look at the trend line between SPY and IWM right now, it's 
kind of stalled out the last couple of days. Now, a couple of days isn't a trend, but I think yeah. definitely something to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 2020, we really want to see those small caps start to outperform. And I think, you know, financials, which are a big chunk of it, are going to have to outperform. As well. I love the fact that you said you don't want to just run out and buy the stock because buying a stock that's underperformed is like going to the supermarket and getting in the longest line thinking that it's going to suddenly speed up. <laughs> On the other hand, selling a put to buy stock at a discount is a great strategy. We know that over time, options are going to cost more than they're ultimately worth. You're taking advantage of that. The only thing I would say is you're not trying to dodge a bullet. If it does come back and you can buy it at a big discount to where it is, you got to be ready to do that. you got to have the money segregated. you got to think about why you put the trade on, and you got to be happy to buy it at a discount if you get the chance. Yeah, so short puts is only a strategy for you if you want to purchase the stock. In this particular case, I like this. So you got to like it, yeah. Or, or, by the way, undervalued ETF or an equity. I guess it works the same for both, right? Yep. I mean, you can do the strategy. All right. So we have done macro. We've done a sector. Why don't we drill down a little more on a specific stock opportunity for you and your money? The payment space has had a monster year. Names like Global Payments, MasterCard, Visa, Paychex leading the way. In fact, the guys I found out last night, MasterCard's outperformed Apple the last decade. But if you missed your chance to cash in on the cash handlers this year, this next trade is for you. Christian, what name are you looking at? So I'm looking at PayPal. So a name in the payment space, also a way to play consumer discretionary, which we talked about in the last segment. And what I really like here with PayPal is, is what we've got going on in the technicals and also what we're seeing in the option activity. So if you look at the technicals, there's a couple things that I like here. Number one, the price just got over the 200-day moving average. And we're seeing a little bit of consolidation here. It held up perfectly fine today in a little bit of a weak tape. Uh, and then also... Uh, and on the weekly chart as well, we've got a new MACD crossover, uh, which is telling me that this is looking like it can push to back to new highs. Um, and then just also what I'd like to see for confirmation is when we see a lot of call activity in there. And um, right now, if, if you look at the just going out to January and the at the money strike of the 110 calls, I see uh, over 20,000 of open interest. And interesting, too, here is what they've been doing is they haven't been, you know, going after this just in one particular trade, but um, they continue to add to that position, and we also see some positioning a little bit further out. So I like this name. I I like just going out in the short term, risking about 2% of the capital, and I'm looking for PayPal to push back to around 119, 120. So I love this stock both from a technical perspective. I mean, you mentioned that it, brought, it broke above the 200-day moving average. I also see an inverted head and shoulders that's about to complete Absolutely. if it gets yep. above that 112 level. If it gets above that, I think you've got a nice run up to 120. Um, but also just the fundamentals, you know, the fact that you're playing both consumer discretionary and the payment space, which both I love. The, the interesting thing is he's just buying a call. And a name like SPY or IWM, those options are very liquid. You don't have to worry that much about your execution. In a name like PayPal, the options are not that liquid. You have to pay attention to your execution. And so this is where it's it's really difficult to do a big spread or combination trade. And this is one of those situations where just an outright option makes more sense. How important is options liquidity? Oh, it's it's well, to a guy like me, I mean, I I should have named to 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 our viewers. Uh, may want to start doing some of the strategies you guys talked about. They may not think about things because equities, all equities are, I mean, are liquid. Right. They Absolutely. may not realize the options are simply not that liquid, and they could get trapped. Well, no, you don't, you don't really have to worry about that. In a name like IWM or SPY, it's almost a non-factor. It's just a situation like PayPal. You can put in a limit order. Don't get really greedy. Put in a reasonable limit order to buy your call, and you're likely to get filled. 
Yeah. All right, guys, a good discussion. A couple strategies, a sector, a macro, and a stock-specific one. For everything Options Action, of course, you can always check out the website, optionsaction.cnbc.com. While you're there, check out our newsletter as well. But while you're here, here's what's coming up next. Netflix, streaming its way higher as the decade's best-performing stock. And if you're betting investors will keep tuning into the name in 2020, we've got a way to play it for less. Plus, calling all Options Action fans. Reach into your pocket, grab your phone, and tweet us your question at Options Action. If it's nice, we'll answer it on air when Options Action returns. All right, welcome back to Options Action. If you are home for the holidays, you're probably doing a lot of streaming. In fact, it is statistically probable that someone in your family has a Netflix account just based on the numbers. Here's another stat for you. Netflix is the best performing S&P 500 stock of the decade, the original streaming giant of more than 4,000% since 2010. And while the streaming space looks much different than it did 10 years ago, there could still be big gains ahead for the stock in 2020. And Scott is here with a way to play it. Scott. Well, Sully, it's fun to talk about these monster stocks, but let's focus on some way to make money now. And we're going to talk about executing a call calendar spread in Netflix. And why is that? Well, as you would expect with any stock that's rallied 4,000%, it is pretty pricey. So Netflix is pretty pricey. The P.E. right now for this is in triple digits, 105. So we can't just run out and buy the stock, even though we love the company. It's a great company. If you remember the little red envelopes, you realize that they have built an industry. But the stock is pricey. We can't just run out and buy it. You also have to define your risk in a name like this, as you would expect. It can obviously rip your face off. So uh, not only is it up a bunch and would be really expensive if we were to buy it and see it collapse, there are actually some shorter term problems with the stock. I love the stock. We want to buy it. But we're going to talk about some of those in a little bit. But with a name that's been up 4,000% in the ten year, last 10 years, we want unlimited profit potential. We don't want to be trading for a small name. We don't want to be trading this name for a small profit, given that we've seen what it's capable of. So we want unlimited profit potential from a name like Netflix. So let's look at this chart, the one-year chart. I talked about some things that you might worry about. One is you can see the high from May. And we are not there yet. We're not back there. Even though the broad market is making new all-time highs, Netflix has not participated recently. Also, right here, there's actually a gap. There's an earnings gap, and the bottom of that is about 340, and we have not gotten back into that. So I'm a little worried until we can get back into that gap. And finally, this morning, Netflix actually spent much of the day, much of the morning anyway, uh, as the worst performer in the S&P. Didn't end up the day there, but let's look at it's the best performer for the decade. This morning it was the worst performer in the S&P. And so that's another reason that we want to worry. That said, we want to have upside potential. And so we're going to buy, again, a call calendar. Let's break, it, break this down. Earlier today, you could buy the February-March 350 strike call calendar. What are we doing there? We're buying the March 350 strike call, paying $13.50. And to reduce the risk and reduce the cost, we're going to sell 
that same option, that is the 350 strike call, but in the February expiration, and we could sell that for $10.80. The whole thing costs $2.70, and as with any calendar spread that we buy, that is our max risk, that $2.70. Now let's break this down. What do we want to have happen? What do we want Netflix to do? This works best when that February option expires worthless, and that's really what we're shooting for. So we want Netflix to be below 350 at that February expiration. That call will then expire worthless, and that leaves us just net long this March 350 call. We're long that call outright. We're long it at a net cost of $2.70, so what we paid for the spread, and we have absolute upside potential. We have unadulterated upside potential because now, after that February expiration, we're just long that call. We're long at $2.70, and so that's our cost. That's our max risk. All right. Good stuff, Scott Nation. So, Tony, a comment, thought, criticism? Agree, disagree? Um, I agree with this trade very much. So the Netflix just got above its 200-day moving average this week. I think this is supportive of this stock moving higher. However, I do think that the fact this trade is very smart because it's risking less than 1% of the underlying stock price to effectively bet that this stock will move higher after earnings in late January into February, up to that 350 level. I'm bullish on this stock, but I don't think the stock is going to run up to 360, 370. So I think having that 350 cap is really smart, risking less than 1%. Great trade, in my opinion. All right, good trade there. I guess that'd be the buy if we were doing, you know, the other game on Fast Money. Right up next, it has been difficult times for Boeing and its investors. We're going to break down how one trader is navigating through all of this noise for the company. Plus, you got an options question you are just dying to ask? Tweet our handle, at OptionsAction, and you just might get our answer on the air. As always, live at the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this. And welcome back to Options Action. It is time to take a look back at one of our open trades. Now, remember, last week, Mike Co. laid out a way to protect yourself from any more news out of Boeing. Listen. It isn't as if the only problem they have is the 737 MAX. They've got structural problems with the NG, things like that. Valuation on the company is actually not that cheap, all things considered. Implied volatility, the price of options is a little bit higher. We've been talking about these strategies a lot lately on stocks that are maybe getting to that upper level. Sell some calls against it. I was talking to an institutional client that was short the 350s in March. I think you could actually go a little bit nearer dated. I was looking at the 345s in Feb. Well, since then, you've got some major news out of Boeing. The company firing its CEO on Monday. The stock is now higher from a week ago. Now, Mike obviously is not with us today, but he did generously send us a postcard all the way from California. Quote, I am cruising the slopes of Squaw Valley, but the Boeing position isn't going downhill. Despite the departure of the CEO, headwinds persist. So I'm happy to continue staying put and collecting premium for now. Happy New Year. So, Christian, what do you think of Mike's trade? Well, I think as he skis in Tahoe. Yeah, it sounds like he's got some great snow out there, so which is which is really nice. I like this trade. I mean, I think Boeing is going to be in the headlines for a while. Uh, I think any time you see a little bit of a bounce, I think it's great to kind of reestablish that trade. Uh, I just think that they're going to take a lot of time to work the situation out. And if you're long the stock already, it's a great way to capture some income on on your trade. I mean, headwinds and turbulence is exactly what you see with Boeing, and I think selling cover calls make a lot of sense. There is a line in the sand three. 20, that range that it's been holding for quite some time. If it does get below 320, I would roll this cover call to a lower strike, maybe the 320, 325 strike, collect a little bit more premium, and perhaps take that premium and buy some puts. 
given everything that's going on, these options are expensive. I think Mike was a little unfortunate, not as unfortunate as the CEO, but Mike was a little unfortunate that the CEO got fired because perversely that often gives a big pop to stocks, and that's part of what we saw in, in Boeing. All right, guys, good call there. And Mike Coe, if you're watching for some reason, well, it's what time is it? 2.30? He should be on the slopes. But for some reason, if you're already having après ski, hi. Thanks for writing in. All right, up next, your tweets and the final call. When I say there's a lot of people in Times Square, look at that. I mean, if you are, there's a lot of people in Times Square. There's people, there's guys in costumes. There's about 16 Elmos, 42 Batman, a couple Transformers. Elmo? Yeah, there's a lot of Elmos. Elmo. A lot of Elmos. Out. Batman? Bat, is that the plural? Bats? Is it Batman or you. Batman? I'm asking you. All right. Welcome back to Options Action. Time to take your tweet. This tweet is from Ed for Tony. He says, do you stay long February Starbucks calls, Tony? So this was a roll that I suggested off of Dan's profits on this January Starbucks uh, trade. If you rolled this into the February 91 put, uh, calls that I had suggested and you were able to do that for even money, I think this is a great way to play earnings going into February. You're able to risk less than 2% of the underlying stock price to take a bullish bet here on Starbucks. Normally, it costs you double that, so I'd, I'd stay in this particular trade. Okay, good stuff. Time now for our final calls. Scott, why don't you kick it off? Uh, I love Netflix. It's a great business, but I'm not going to try and pick a top. If you want to be long, you have to use a structure like a long call calendar. Okay. Christian? PayPal, long the January 110 calls. PayPal going higher. Oh, man, that was your call on fast money, too. Your double PayPal. Double, double. Tony Zhang. Uh, small caps, IWM. I like this on the breakout. I'd like to sell puts to own this stock. You like it on the breakout and to sell puts, guys. That was a really interesting show, some really interesting strategies and names. It's been a great year. I am off until 2020. Tony, I'll... Do it after the show because I can't reach it. Thanks for watching. Mad Money is next.